1: Seven twenty, WGN. Everybody's buzzing about the weather. Every Tuesday, we have Tom Skilling join us. It's sponsored by PermaSeal Basement Systems. Tom Skilling, how are you doing today?
0: Lisa, I'm great. How are you doing?
1: I am doing wonderful, and I got to tell you, walking yeah. to work today, it was fantastic. It felt like a spring day.
0: It does, uh, you know. And we've been saying that that this would seem like the prospect of snow would seem like the last thing that seems reasonable. We're in the warm air ahead of the storm, but what's going to happen is the circulation of the storm will start drawing cold air back into the areas. We already have some rain showing up on the radar northwest of this city, but we think it'll reach the city between 1 and 3. And then about 8 or 10 o'clock tonight, it ought to be switching over to snow. And then, uh, then the snow will continue from about the I-88 corridor and Chicago south. Uh, The northern counties may miss out on a lot of this. Up by the Wisconsin line and Rockford, even uh, Waukegan will see less snow than we get here. And even across the city, Lisa, it looks like the heaviest snow will be up north north side of the city and heavier snow south and then the heaviest of all will be in the southern suburbs and Northwest Indiana and areas there could see 10 12 inches or more
1: that shuts down a town that definitely shuts everything down so yeah. I think people will be headed to the grocery stores and to make sure they've got a good shovel and will this be heavy snow or light snow
0: no it'll be uh, it'll be pretty uh, heavy uh, Lisa you know this will be uh, this will be the kind of stuff you want to be careful shoveling because there'll be some body, some mass to it. Uh, But the huge disparity north to south will be one of the big stories in this storm. The fact that northern counties will miss out on a lot of this, if not all of it, in some areas. And southern counties will be uh, lambasted by what looks to be the biggest snow of the season so far uh, in those areas. And there'll be wind with this, too. And what's interesting, Lisa, all this occurs on the 11th anniversary of the infamous Groundhog Day blizzard that occurred uh, back in 2011 on this date. That was the one that shut down Lakeshore Drive and stranded motorists out there in 70-mile-an-hour winds and snowdrifts that, uh, you know, some motorists were out there in their cars for 12 hours and were rescued by uh, the Chicago Fire and Police Department uh, members uh, at around 3 and 4 in the morning in some cases. So that there was thunder and lightning with that storm and everything else. This one won't be quite that dramatic, but there could be some 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts developing uh, tomorrow and tomorrow night into Thursday. And waves of snow with this, uh, the first wave starts tonight, runs through the day tomorrow, could become more occasional in the afternoon. And then we'll lock into the lake effect second wave, uh, which is more selective in its coverage, But that'll affect uh, principally areas south of Chicago and the counties along Lake Michigan up here in the uh, Chicago area. And that comes Wednesday night, Thursday. And then I ought to get out of here and we'll get into some colder Arctic air, but at least be free of the snow, except for maybe a few flurries on Friday.
1: That is something. That cold weather, too, will keep that snow on the ground for how long? At least a week or two?
0: Yeah, uh, we ought to go above freezing uh, uh, by early next week, say Tuesday, Wednesday, a little warm up there. And then there's some colder air spilling in behind that. And, and you know, it's interesting, Lisa, this is a time of the year which favors big snows. Three of our five biggest snowstorms, including the infamous blizzard of 67, the chain burn Michael Bolandic blizzard of 79, the Groundhog's Day blizzard back in uh, 2011. These have occurred at this time of the year, January and the first weeks of February. So this is uh, prime time in Chicago for uh, accumulating snow. Uh,
1: Just in time that you got back from Hawaii because you've got a lot of work to do over the next 48 hours. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know. You know, and I tried to lasso some of that warm air and drag it behind the jet coming back, but uh, it didn't work, Lisa, as you can see.
1: Tom Skilling is with us. You know Tom Skilling, the voice of authority when it comes to weather, and we love you so much. And I have to ask, why isn't there a name for this the storm? Because it's a 2,000-mile swath of storm, and do you wait till after the storm hits, or don't they usually give a name to the storm before it arrives?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, there's not an official naming uh, system uh, by the Weather Service like there is for hurricanes. But, um, you know, out like the Weather Channel, uh, they've developed their own naming system. And over in Europe, uh, the meteorological agencies name storms. Uh, the UK Met Office, for instance, names the storms that go into the British Isles. You know, um, the official, uh, the tendency not to name these storms is because of the fact that Unlike hurricanes, uh, whose impacts are pretty widely understood and are focused on a particular area, a big storm like this has all kinds of impacts. For instance, uh, down in the southern Midwest, this storm will be a huge ice storm producer. So downstate, in downstate Illinois and Indiana, they're going to worry about icing once you get south of the Champaign and Indianapolis and down toward the Ohio River. On the other hand, up here it'll be snow, and if you go far enough north, up toward the Wisconsin line north, almost nothing will happen with this except for some wind. So um, the effects are widespread and varied, and I think the sense, uh, well, the objection to naming it by the Weather services. Just because of the fact that there are such varied impacts, and to name a storm would imply to some members of the population that, you know, a certain set of conditions are going to occur, and the fact is winter storms can produce everything from tornadoes in their warm sector, although this one won't do that, to uh, snow and ice in the cold sector of the storm. Does that make sense?
1: It does. We're talking to Tom Skilling from WGN, and it really is. It's like Groundhog Day all over again from 2011. Tom, I remember being in the city because I was doing morning radio, and they said, you're not allowed to go home. You need to be here tomorrow morning. So they they put all the media people up in hotels, and so you couldn't get a cab. People were doing donuts on Michigan Avenue because – You could. There was no traffic. It seemed like no one was in the city, and in what was that like? Twenty-two inches of snow in some areas.
0: Yeah, we had uh, twenty point two inches of snow out of the Groundhog's Day blizzard, the Jane Byrne Michael Blandic blizzard back in uh, January, mid-January of nineteen seventy-nine. That was a twenty-point-three inch snow. Each of them included wind that blew and drifted the snow, and of course, then the uh, sixty-seven blizzard in January. Uh, produced 23 inches of snow. And, you know, it's interesting. My friend, uh, Louis Uccellini, who was head of the weather service, Louie just stepped down as the director, sent me a photo that had been relayed to him uh, of all the cars stuck on Lakeshore Drive. And he put a caption on it. He said, Tom, he said, what what part of blizzard watch and blizzard warning didn't people understand, you know, to get on the Lakeshore Drive? But in fairness to the folks that were stuck out there, there was a CTA articulated bus that jackknifed, and the people couldn't turn around. And then these winds and snow drifts locked in, and there was no way to get away from that situation. They've since reconstructed Lakeshore Drive, so it's easier for folks to turn around if that ever happens again.
1: Tom Skilling is with us. Yes, we have a big storm on the way. More questions, many more answers on the way coming up next on 720 WGN. But right now, time to get a check on traffic. Yes, there is a storm coming, but it depends on where you're located on how hard you will get hit. This storm that's 2,000 miles long, um, it's going to affect a lot of people. Is that how long the storm is, Tom? And, and my question is, because we've got Tom Skilling from WGN-TV on, we're, we're right on the edge. Is there any chance that that changes the forecast we're hearing and that everybody in our listening audience gets a blanket of snow?
0: Oh, I'll tell you something. Uh, Whenever you're in a a sharp uh, snowfall accumulation gradient like this, where you get one area that, you know, we're literally on the edge of this storm, and it's a very well-defined edge. Not all storms are like that. This one is. This presents major, uh, you know, forecast challenges. Uh, Fortunately, we're in a day and age where, you know, we look at not one computer model, a whole bunch of them, and the weather service has come up with a system where they average across all these model forecasts, and they come up with probabilities of certain amounts of snow occurring. So um, any shift in this system could take that snow area north or south. So it's wise to keep up with the forecast. But, you know, the predictions up till now, Lisa, have been pretty consistent. And that usually is a sign that, you know, all of our technology has a pretty good handle on this situation. So uh, the thinking now is, as you say, uh, trays to an inch, maybe up toward Waukegan. Rockford may get flurries or a light snow, uh, perhaps nothing at all. On the other hand, here in the city, it looks like kind of five to nine inches will bracket how much comes down, less on the north side than on the south side. And then as you get down toward O'Hammond, Gary, uh, Valparaiso, Rensselaer, Morris, Kankakee, uh, areas south of us, those areas could get 10 to 12 inches of some areas, even a little more than that. So that's going to be quite a storm down there, and there are going to be some major travel issues with this.
1: Tom Skilling is with us on Chicago's Afternoon News. So, Tom, where does a storm go from here? If people are traveling this weekend, will they encounter some hassles getting to the East Coast, or what states yeah. will be affected?
0: You know, this is a broad uh, – the impact of this storm is broad in coverage. Uh, it will run all the way up into New England. Uh, so there'll be a wide area uh, covered. You know, it's interesting, Lisa, normally you see a big L on the weather map and you have all these isobars around. There'll be a lot of isobars, but this is not a conventional storm in the sense that the low is, uh, you know, going across Indianapolis or Champaign, which is normally the track that gives us snow. The low on this one will be way down in Kentucky and Tennessee. But there's a mammoth uh, Arctic high coming into North Dakota. And so the pressure difference between that high and the low way south of the Ohio River is so great that there'll be a huge area of strong winds that develop from the north northeast uh, in our area and throughout a good part of the Midwest. So the effects of this storm will be far flung. We, We counted 23 states under one form of weather advisory or another as a result of this storm. And this thing has a history of producing 50-mile-an-hour winds up in the northern Plains states as it came in yesterday. So a lot of folks, millions, tens of millions will be impacted by uh, this storm across the country.
1: Tom Skilling is with us, and you are the voice of authority on this, and I hope people are listening, because we all think, oh, I'm, I'm equipped, I've got a four-wheel drive, I can get anywhere I want to go. But as you pointed out, during the Groundhog Day storm of 2011, people were not only trapped on Lakeshore Drive, but in Pingree Grove out west, some people were oh, trapped for two
0: days. You, you want to be careful in this stuff, and you know this has been a fairly light season until recent weeks. Uh, it had been pretty quiet. We had, remember, we had the latest arriving measurable snow in our history and our snowfall history here goes back 138 years to 1884. Sure. So this had been a, we had a snow drought going through much of December and then January comes on and boom, it turned on. Um, and so our experience and also residual chemicals on the road are not there. Uh, that means that, uh, there are going to be some less traveled thoroughfares that get pretty pretty messy pretty quickly without uh, residual chemicals down at all. So be careful.
1: Absolutely, especially if you're driving home from work tomorrow night. Wouldn't you think if you're south of I-80, that's going to be a pretty treacherous commute?
0: Yeah, exactly. Look, we've got multiple rush hours that may be impacted by this storm. The one tonight will be mostly dealing with a little rain. So this won't be a problem this evening. But uh, by tomorrow morning, uh, it should be snowing across a good part of the area, except up in the northern counties. And there, there may be flurries or lighter snow, but not nearly what we're seeing in the city and areas south. Uh, Tomorrow evening, the snow may become more occasional during the afternoon, but it probably won't totally turn off. And there could be the beginnings of some lake enhancement of the snowfall. Counties uh, adjacent to Lake Michigan will be the ones to watch. And, of course, there'll be a lot of snow that has fallen through the day uh, in our southern uh, area. Uh, And then by Thursday morning, we could add some lake effect snow in the counties uh, near the lake. But those snows tend to be, as you know, more selective still you can get some locally heavy snows uh, in localized areas there. So that'll be a uh, less widespread snow event, but one certainly worthy of uh, watching carefully.
1: And as you said earlier, Tom, this will be a heavy snow, and we've had very little snow to shovel this year. So those who might be at risk of hurting themselves, their back or, you know, they've got heart issues, might be best to get the neighborhood kid to shovel for you, right?
0: No, that's a good point. Uh, You know, we talk about snow water ratios to uh, describe how heavy the snow may be. This storm is predicted to produce uh, something like 12 to 13 inches of snow for every inch of water that goes into it. The really heavy uh, heart attack snows are in the range of 8 to 10 inches of snow per inch of water. So this will be a little fluffier than that. But that's still, you know, there's a fair amount of mass in snow of this quantity. And in the quantities that folks will be dealing with down in the southern suburbs, uh, that's where shoveling should be handled uh, with great care uh, and with some thought. Because, uh, again, you can overexert yourself. We haven't had a lot of experience with shoveling this year. So good point, Lisa.
1: Okay, so starting with rain this afternoon, snow starts, you said, about 10 o'clock tonight?
0: Yeah, about 8 to 10 o'clock, we ought to be turning over the snow in the city, and then it's uh, snow the rest of the night, and that's across the area as a whole. Uh, the transition to snow will uh, take place, and it will pick up in intensity. Looks like the heaviest snow will be falling, oh, roughly from, say, uh, 10 to midnight tonight right through about 11, uh, 12 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, the heavier snow will continue in northwest Indiana beyond that, but the snow will not stop necessarily in the city. It may become later and more occasional and be more oriented toward uh, lakeside counties uh, for the heavier snows tomorrow afternoon and evening. So uh, there'll be kind of a wavy quality to the intensity of this snowfall. won't be uniform, except for that first period from later tonight through a uh, good part of the day tomorrow.
1: Well, I'm so thankful you took time out of your day to join us. I know you're going to be very busy for the next 48 hours, so I hope the people at WGN keep you uh, well-fed, lots of coffee, uh, Oh
0: yeah, well-hydrated. Oh, they, <laughs> they take good care of us, Lisa. I'll tell you something. And, you know, I, I, somebody in our line of work, uh, this is fascinating to watch the way nature puts these things together. They're real forecast challenges, especially when you get one area getting so little and another area getting so much. But I'll tell you, it's interesting to watch Mother Nature at work. So believe me, we'll be well taken care of, Lisa, and, uh, and we'll try and keep you up on what's going on here and any changes in reasoning that go on.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. It's always a treasure to talk to you. Have a good day.
0: Thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure to talk to you always. You have a good day, too, and stay safe.